I acknowledge that the land I work, live, and play on is the unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Uh, welcome to Vanex Van. Uh, I'm Doug Vandele. Uh, this is, I think, episode 50 or 51. Um, I can't remember anymore. Who knows? We just changed from a season and episode season to just a uh, system to uh, regular episodes. Anyway, I'm joined today by animator, storyteller, author, Lex yep, Sugden. many things. Hello, I'm Alexis. <laughs> what, did I, what, Lex. What, did I, what did I miss? Uh, well, you said author, which I'm like... I guess kind of like I if make you Google comics, your name, but I write the comics as well as draw them. So it's like an author, yeah. If you Google your name, it says uh, author as the first thing. You get you get as one of those like, thing? you know, Google has that kind of like metadata, like embedded image. Mm, like when you when you do something like search inches to centimeters, mm-hmm. yeah, and it has something that comes up, so you don't have to click on a website. Um, you're high profile enough on Google to have one of those. Uh. And oh. and it and it says it says author. Uh, oh, weird. Okay. No, well, all right. Anyway, I wish everyone was as much of a pleasure to to research as you. With all the autobiographical comics, mm-hmm. uh, which made it made it really fun. I really loved your uh, your Disneyland travel journal. Oh yeah. Thank yeah. you. For those at uh, for those at home, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? Okay. Uh, so my day job, I work in animation. And I started as an animator. Now I'm an animation director. But I still animate because I really like it. And then in my spare time, I've mostly been making comics. And recently I started doing embroidery. And then I started doing embroidered animation. So yeah, just been doing like a whole bunch of stuff. That's been uh, fairly popular online. Yeah, your most recent one, the non-binary office bat yeah. dancing around. <laughs> Um, it's really cool. You can find that. It's the best place to find that on your Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's on Twitter. Uh, it's also on Vimeo. It's on my website now. I put it everywhere. Uh, but the one on Twitter got like more than a one million views. That's crazy. Yeah. I've, yeah. That's have the you most, been uh... most views I've ever got for anything that was like a hundred percent my work? What does does that translate into anything for you? Like, do people uh? I have people been messaging you about it that you don't know or just generally commenting on it? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there's been, like, a lot of comic comments um, that I do not have time to answer them all, but I do read them all. And there have been people who have been wanting to buy, like, the embroidered frames, and I'll be putting them on Etsy once I, like, set them all onto display hoops. Uh, and there's also been some people who have been commenting just... Like, oh, why is it non-binary though? Like, bats don't have gen, like they don't have gender like humans do. They don't have society. Blah blah blah. And it's like, they yeah, also they also don't wear pants. Yeah, they <laughs> don't wear office clothes and dance around. It's a cartoon. Like, it can be anything that I want. Um, but when you look at the numbers of like views, likes, comments, the people who are saying that stupid stuff, it's a very small percentage. Yeah, it just it just sucks that those negative comments seem to rise to the surface. Like, it's yeah. easier to ignore a nice comment. Yeah, yeah. Like, when someone's like, wow, amazing work. I'm like, oh, thank, thank you. I'm just going to like that, and that's all. Um, but if someone says something mean, yeah, just something like that, I'm just like, well, I have to respond to this. How yeah. dare you? Um, it's a little bit like 
Like I'm drinking like a very nice milkshake and it's so delicious. I'm just like, oh, what a good time. This is so lovely. Oh, 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 what's this tiny bit of glass? Right. Oh, I'm just going to pick that out. Yeah, it's like what's the uh, minimum amount of shit you would accept in a pint of ice cream? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so I've just been like mostly just one reply to these people or a couple of replies and then I just block them. That's the best idea. Yeah, just so that I don't. I don't want to get engaged in like a huge internet debate. Yeah. yeah. Like this is this is a bat dancing. Just enjoy it. Yes. Yes. Just enjoy my nice cartoon that I made. <laughs> so what's the uh, process uh, that goes into that? Uh, okay. So first I animate it in 2D. And then once that's all, and uh, when that's all sorted out, I also will put little guides for myself for like the direction of the stitches just to make sure that it's like, somewhat consistent because otherwise it'll just sort of like jump around like too much and it'll be a bit distracting so once that's all ready i print it out and then use a light box to trace it onto the fabric and then i just sew it onto the fabric which is the most time intensive part iron everything i employed my friend will robson to take all the photographs because i'm a terrible photographer and then i just assemble it all on photoshop and it's done I saw that that back character in your 2D showreel on your website. Mm. Have they appeared in something else before? No. No, no. That was just um, me learning TV paint by doing some animation in it. Just a, a, an OC character you've been drawing for a while? Yeah, it was just a little character that when I started doing embroidery, I did like an embroidery of this character. And then I was like, oh, that's cute. I'll do a little 2D animation. And then... A bit later, it's like, oh, that's, yeah, that's kind of cute. I keep doing, like, um, an embroidered animation as well. Do they have a name? No, <laughs> just Office Bat. Office Bat, that's that's enough of a name. Yeah. I mean, Bat- Batman works, this is Office Bat. Yeah, it's just kind of the idea of, like, you know in the office when that bat flew in um, and everyone freaked out? It's kind of, that's where I got the idea from. It's like, Have oh, you worked it- in Sydney or something? No, no. <laughs> But it was just like... um, That's not that normal of an experience for everybody. Oh, in the office, the show, right? Yeah, the show, the show. Oh, I understand now. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you know when you're just in the office and a bat flies? No, no, no. (laughs) Although apparently it's good luck if a bat enters your home. A bat pissed on my head on my 20th birthday. Well, that's good 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 luck. luck? Probably, because people always say that birds shitting on you is good luck. Yeah. So if a bat entering your home is good luck and a bird shitting on you is good luck, probably a bat peeing on you is also good luck all right cool well that was a an interesting year for me so we'll see we'll see see how that pans out uh, almost a decade later how long ago before this well how long did the whole thing take actually uh about three months of my spare time so i work full time so it's all just like evenings and weekends yeah and i'd say that the first half of the sewing took much longer than the second half because once i start to get close to the end of a project i get really obsessive about it so once i got over the halfway mark i'm just like well this is all i'm doing with my time now you gotta try and get it out Mm. and you you've mentioned to me before that uh your goal eventually would be to do a a short film in in the style yeah Uh, yeah that's what i really really want to do right now and what what would that take well i mean the first part is an idea and i've had so many half-baked ideas that won't just sit still long enough to bake but i've got one right now that i've like honed in on i feel good about that one so yeah i need to like sort that out 
and this like sort out the storyboard figure out how long it's going to be uh i want to try and keep it under three minutes because i want it to be achievable yeah and maybe like lower the frame rate to maybe like six frames per second instead of 12 probably like simple designs i'm also doing some experiments to see like what the the best way to do a background would be whether that's like a 2d background that's sort of overlaid with the cross stitch animation or if it's a like an embroidered background that's overlaid with embroidery um but i just need to make sure that it looks like they're inhabiting the same fabric run yes i'm like testing stuff out and figuring out the story and then i think ideally it would be me and a small team of 2d animators to do like the 2d pass and then a slightly bigger team of embroiderers to help with the sewing pass and so so you wanted to be a, a little less than three minutes how long is the is the bat dance for a it's like it's a 13 second loop that's made of 24 different frames right um but i think for a short film i like the character design should probably be less intense than the office bat one because uh, that was kind of ex- an experiment to see like okay how complicated can i make this and the answer is less complicated than that <laughs> you have those smear frames in there and everything oh yeah yeah yeah. i really like smear frames those those are the ones that uh seem to be most popular in the comments as well mm-hmm. you're getting a lot of uh of pre-order requests for those ones um yeah i've been getting some requests from people but i'm just gonna like organize everything put it on etsy and then people can just see how they feel so the the first one at least that you have publicly on your website is the jumping frog yeah how long ago did you do that maybe five months ago it was a little while ago um that one is like 12 frames and it's quite small i think it only took like two weeks cool and yeah, so that one was the very first one. So the whole, the purpose of that was just like, can I do this? And the answer is yes. <laughs> Did something specifically give you the idea? Well, I started off doing cross stitch, which is like really hemmed in because you have to follow a grid and you have to be like really exact about where you put your stitches for it to look any good. Um, so it's I did a, a bit more like pixel art, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like pixel art. Um, so I did like two of those and I'd been... Like Instagram had started showing me more embroidery stuff and I was just kind of looking at other people's work and I was like, oh yeah, this is just a bunch of stitches close together. I can do that. I've been doing that. Um, So I started doing like more freeform stuff. Uh, And for that, I was just like doing my own designs. So it's basically just like drawing, but you're coloring it in very, very slowly with thread. So I figured if I can do one drawing, I can do many drawings and make animation. The process for the frog was not as good as my current process because I didn't have a light box at the time and I was trying to figure out how to transfer the image exactly onto the material. Because if yeah. it's a one-off image, you can just draw straight on the material. It doesn't matter. But for the animation, it has to be like exact so that it animates properly. And I was using baking paper. So I like traced it from my computer screen onto the baking paper and then pin that to the fabric. And then I sort of like sewed the outline through the fabric and the baking paper. And then I'd have to like meticulously tweeze out the paper. Sort of like when you're using a, a pattern. 
Yeah, except because the frog was like really small. Yeah. Um, little bits of paper would just get really stuck in there and it would take forever to get all this paper out. And then I could do all my fills. So when I got to the end of that, I was like, okay, great. So I did this. I can do it again, but not like this. <laughs> I have to find a different way. Well, it's an iterative process. Yeah. It's essentially stop motion animation. Mm, I don't right? know. No, mm. I don't think that it is because because I do it all in 2D first. And right. then like I'm translating it to the embroidery, but the embroidery is still very flat and 2D. Um, oh, that makes sense. So it's a, it's a bit more like so, traditional animation yeah. where you would take a literally take a photo of the page. Yeah, although yeah. I know a lot of stop motion animators will plan it out very thoroughly beforehand and quite often do like, like if it's high end stop motion, like I've seen like 2D animation and then they transfer that to the 3D model. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's a little more difficult than taking a drawing and then just sewing the drawing. So yeah. I don't know, I still think of it as 2D, but a lot of people think of it as stop motion. Okay. Well, it's 2D, but it's it has a texture to it, I guess, like, yeah. like a gouache paint or something. Yeah. Everyone is Jonas is a live-streamed, competitive role-playing podcast hosted by me, Doug Vandalay. Me, Eric Ivanovich. And me, Talia Murdoch. On twitch.tv forward slash cavegoblins every Monday at 7.30pm PST. I saw in your, you've got a, a section on your portfolio website that I've never seen a, another artist have, which is pumpkin carvings. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, they're, they're amazing, by the way. Thank you. You have uh, a couple of Laker... Laker studio mm. uh, pieces in there. You've got a Kubo one and a Coraline one, and maybe another one. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. But w- was that? Well, I, I guess not. Um, considering you don't consider it to be stop motion, but was were was is the work they do any kind of inspiration to the work you do? Um. Oh, I love the work that they do, but I guess I like part of the reason that I don't consider my stuff to be stop motion is because. Um, like to me, I'm just like, okay, 2d easy, 3d easy. Like these are versions of animation where you can go back and correct your mistakes. Um, whereas stop motion, you just have to go ahead. And if you make a mistake to go back and fix it, you kind of have to destroy everything. So to me, I'm just like, well, stop motion is too hard, (laughs) too hard for me. I'm just going to admire it. Um, so yeah, I do really, like, I really admire their work. I love their films. I don't know. I didn't really have any specific inspiration for the embroidery animation. It was just to see if I could do it. Yeah, and you did. Yeah. Um. So you also uh have a fair few comics uh, mm. comics out. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that about your comic work? Yeah, sure. Back in high school, I used to have a web comic, uh, which is not linked on my webpage because it was when I was a teenager. <laughs> So it's, you know, just like embarrassing teenage comic. Um, And I really wanted to get into comics after high school. But uh, my parents told me I had to do a degree. They didn't care what the degree was in. And there weren't any universities that were offering like a comics degree. Uh, So I ended up doing animation, which I think turned out for the best because I really like it. But when I finished my degree... I didn't get any work straight away. So I was just um, just on welfare, kicking around, doing nothing. And it was driving me kind of like stir crazy to have nothing to do and no money to be able to go do anything fun. 
So I started making a, like a graphic novel. Then I did get a job and the comic sort of like fell to the wayside. But then I noticed that like I'd come home from work and I'd just sit down and watch TV and not work on my own stuff. And I didn't like that very much. So I picked up my comic again and I just sort of like forced myself to work on it every day until it was just like a natural habit. Yeah. Yeah. So once I finished that one, uh, I started another one. And then, yeah, it was just a case of like, oh, finish a comic. Okay, I'll start start another one. I think the only sort of difference to that is like my vacation comics because like all the other ones, it's sort of like, all right, I plan to do this. I sit down and like, I'm going to do this big project now. Whereas the my like vacation journal comics started because I was on vacation with my mom in Japan and it was winter and cold and she's like, I don't know, 65, I think. Um, so at about four o'clock every day, it would like get dark and she's like, oh, I'm so cold and tired. Let's go have a break. And we go back to the hotel room and I was kind of bored. So I just like do little comics from the day. So I like that a lot. So now when I go on vacation, especially if it's like with family or like friends, loved ones, uh, I want to make like little comics about it. Yeah. And, and that's what I was saying at the top of the show. They're really fun to read. I'm um, reading people's Thanks. like travel blogs or journals are often pretty boring because it's a kind of a you had to be there thing, mm. but it puts another spin on it. I do think some of those comics, like the last one I did, I went and did uh, like this two week animation course in Paris at Goblins. Um, which oh, is... I saw that. And I saw the word oh. goblins and, uh, and <laughs> immediately latched on. Oh my god, they're they're incredible. The stuff that comes out of that place is really, really good. Um, so I went there. D- does that mean goblins or am I just being I insensitive? Don't... You know, I've never Googled to see what it actually means. It probably does not mean goblins. The Goblin School of Art in, <laughs> yeah. uh, in Paris. Check it out. I went there to do the summer course. So I'd be in class from like nine until five. And then after that, I'd just go check out the city until nine, nine or ten o'clock. And then I'd come home, kick out a little comic for like an hour, and then go to sleep. I think some of those some of those comics, if it was like just a regular vacation where I'm not doing so much every day, I probably could have fleshed out to give a lot of those more context. But yeah, because it was just the end of the day, I'm like, all right, here's just a little memory, one panel, I'm done, time to sleep. But that's that's what's fun about them. It's more like the classic cartoonist slice of life than it is. Mm. Uh, narrative yeah that's true like a sunday strip almost you've got all these little vignettes of things you were doing around the city just out of necessity it's like all right how can i boil this down to the smallest thing because i want to go to sleep (laughs) actually i I hate to i hate to invoke this um Mm. but uh it reminded me of the travel journals of crumb oh okay oh crumb i mean like terrible person yeah yeah no i had to think for a moment because i don't I don't think I've ever actually read any of his work. I used to read it a lot um, until I learned a lot more about him mm. um, watching the Crumb documentary and realized... Uh, so I thought it was just mostly self-deprecating, mm-hmm. but it's really mostly just he really is that monster that he perceives himself as. Anyway. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't know. His stuff never really appealed to me because it's kind of ugly. Right. Well, that's uh, what I yeah. liked about it. I used to really like... Uh, like 90s skater punk, like lowbrow art and oh, stuff. Yeah, so cool. just like Rob Zombie sort of things, mm-hmm. things that just look kind of uh, gross. 
It's why I'm so I'm so enamored by goblins, the the <laughs> ultimate gross mythical creature. Would you like to talk about it all? It's all for the breast. Yeah, sure. The autobiographical comic. I I read that today actually. I went on your website again to re- refresh my memory because we were going to mm. do this a couple of weeks ago, but um, had a tension headache and you uh, gracefully agreed to to reschedule. Thank you. Oh uh, yeah, I had some stress going on that day, so you messaged me and I was like, oh good, because I'm having a bad day. <laughs> I love doing this. But every single time, I'm hoping for the guest to cancel. <laughs> and then when it happens four weeks in a row, I'm like, oh my god, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so so that comic, when did you make that? Was that one of those graphic novels you were talking about? Okay, so that one's my most recent like, big comic project. Yeah. I think I probably finished that more than a year ago, because I remember I... like. Did a little push at the end to get it out for a van calf. And I did try and do, I did try and make a comic like that, like years, years beforehand while I was still at uni. But I think I was kind of like too close to the situation at the time right. to really flesh it out and make it any good. Cause it's like, yeah, it's a little tricky when it's stuff from your own life to structure it in a way that's like satisfying but it's still true to life and then uh, i don't know memory memory is fuzzy yeah so some of that stuff i'm just i'm i don't know i'm just like i don't know if this happened exactly here but it fits this is fine if it's the narrative yeah i, I don't want to talk about this in terms of it being a story because it's your mm. actual your actual life as well but it's one of the most uh interesting stories about gender that i have uh read um i'd put it in the same um ballpark as up and out by julia k oh i love that one as well yeah i got that at uh van calf a couple of years ago super late bloomer is mm. the one i'm talking about looking I, at it yeah now. i know you said you said up and out but i heard julia k so i knew that you meant that one <laughs> up and out is the is like the daily strip yeah it's sort of i say daily but you know i don't think i don't think that that's really realistic for working animators yeah, no. Yeah. Like the vacation comic strips I do, I'm just like, all right, I can do this every day because it's only for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I always want to do art when I'm on vacation, but then I stress about it and it becomes work as well. I guess yeah. you got to get into the habit. Yeah. I, I think because I just make it really like loose and sketchy and I'm, I've significantly lowered my bar for those ones uh, so that it can just be like a quick, fun thing to do during the day. So just to give the listeners a bit of a context, It's All for the Breast is a comic that's about the breast reduction that I had when I was 18. At the time, I wanted to be a guy, but I think that was just a response to like my body changing very much by just giving me huge tits. Uh, And I was like, oh, no, I hate this. (laughs) Um, So that was kind of my response was to just, like I thought that I wanted to be a guy. But really, I think what I wanted was just control yeah over like my own identity but yeah so the comic is just kind of just like recounting the events of those times but also talking about like my feelings uh about gender at the time and yeah i feel like it's kind of anticlimactic because i go through all of that and at the end it's like oh well, i guess i'm cisgendered all right <laughs> It's, it's so almost much like, work to get here. <laughs> it's almost like a subversion of expectation in that way, which makes it a, a cool story. Mm. It does make me worry, though, that like 
some people will read it and think like, oh, so it, it was all just a phase. Like well, you you addressed that in, person, the, yeah. in the comic, and I, I didn't get that impression personally. Uh, I thought it was more of a, now that I have more control over my body, I feel more comfortable in it. Yeah. Um, which could have the, the adverse effect from what you're saying in that people take those steps to be more comfortable in their body and they realize that their gender or their identity can be whatever they want it to be. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, you it's go nice you go through it. all of this and you don't have that crisis of am I a guy am I a girl you get to just be you mm. yeah I guess because I'm the one who made it I'm just like stress about it and like people misconstruing things and I, I also loved all yeah, the uh, happens. the Australianisms in there oh yeah <laughs> I could relate to those at least the um togs and a few other things like that yeah. you'd have to read them I think you put some footnotes sort of like in asterisks. Yeah, after, this is what this means for all you Americans. <laughs> yeah, after living in Canada for five years, I've got a good idea of like which words I need to translate. Yeah, like you have to say sweater. I noticed you even yeah. said that in in one of your um uh, travel comics. Like, oh, it's fourteen degrees, and I I don't even need to wear a sweater. Oh yeah, that was okay. intentional because I was like, all right, I'm popping this online. I don't want to explain what a jumper is. I'm just gonna write sweater. I started reading one of the. One of your narrative comics, I can't remember the name of it, Talia. I think it's actually open in Chrome right now. The Disappearance of Melody Dean. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. So the first comic that I did that I did after uni was My Sister's Voice, um, which is a standalone story because I didn't want to trap myself in like a series that would go forever because I knew that I'd outgrow that like I did with my high school comic. So once I was done with My Sister's Voice, I wanted to do another like standalone narrative comic. Um, and I wanted to like make it longer, have like more of a color palette, do more like in like locations. Because uh, my sister's voice, I just put them on a boat in the ocean, so I didn't have to draw too many backgrounds. So yeah, I was just trying to like challenge myself in every way, and I think it turned out pretty okay. Yeah, and I want I also wanted it to be like a romance story, but I also wanted it to be sort of like dark and moody and maybe a bit depressing at the end no spoilers because yeah. I'm, I'm still reading it <laughs> um because that's the kind of thing that i that i like are just sort of like dark moody yeah. sad comics and also autobiography i mean i don't know i like fun funny ones as well but like especially at that time i was just like ooh, tell me more about your bad times comic artists <laughs> but yeah and i set it in Brisbane so that I could go around and like get like real life locations and take photos and reference and stuff um but then I moved to Canada like part way through the comic so I was just relying on um like Google like the map search to find reference are you walking around in the yeah yeah walking around a little Google map have you ever appeared on that uh no not that I've seen I was at Taronga Zoo for a while. Yeah. In in the Google Streetcar, which was pretty cool. So you you do those comics, you do the the animation, you work in animation. Mm. Um, what's what's next? Uh, what's the next project we're gonna see out of you? Um. Because you you're just here for content for the masses. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to relax, so I can't just chill out in my spare time. I feel really compelled to make things. Although after I finished my last embroidery animation, I did like, like sit myself down and made myself play a video game. So that was fun. Oh, good. Um, Can I ask what video game? Yeah, I played Piku Niku. 
I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. You're just like a little red oval with legs. And you go around kicking everything and fighting capitalism. And it's so cute and so good. That sounds great. Yeah, I love it. Cool. So check out Piku Niku today. Yeah. yeah so I haven't, have not made a comic in like a year. But I do have a script for another one. I started thumbnailing it. I'm like 50 pages into thumbnails. And I'm just sort of like picking that up and putting it down whenever I feel like it. So that one is... Mostly mostly light and funny, but also sort of like slice of life, but a little bit of like fan- like slice of fantasy life because it's not quite the real world. Um, but also like some sad stuff in there as well because I like to be sad. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm sort of like slowly working on that. I'm going on vacation soon, so I'll probably make some va- like journal comics while I'm o- overseas. And I, yeah, I'll definitely be doing more embroidery animation because I real I'm really interested in just kind of seeing where that leads. Yeah. Because I didn't. You're a pioneer. I'm sure that's not true. Because <laughs> I did I did Google embroidery animation when I did the first one, um, to see if there was any out there. I found a few things. So there's definitely other people who have done it before me. Uh, just oh well, not, the just Vikings found America before Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to be Columbus. <laughs> Oh, well, you're not uh, you're not um, decimating any indigenous populations, so I hope not. <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird to find out you were? Oh god, that'd be very upsetting. Very upsetting. Well, let's change tack from that. Yeah. Anyway, um, where, can, where can people find uh, all of these uh, outstanding works that we've talked about? Okay, uh, I've got a website, alexissugden.com. Um, I've also got Twitter and Instagram. And I think my Vimeo is also the same handle. It's at Alexis Draws, as in like I'm drawing. But yeah, I guess you can also like Google me. I'll just pop up. <laughs> yeah, and we'll uh, we'll link uh, that in the show notes as well. Yeah, cool. Thanks so much for coming today. Thank it's you. It's a pleasure talking. Yeah, it's uh, been fun. Been fun being here. Uh, oh yes, and one last note: uh, if there's any wealthy millionaires out there who would really like to fund an embroidered short film, let me know. <laughs> Yeah, look, looking at you, uh, Bezos. <laughs> or, you yeah, know, we'll if you, if anyone knows a wealthy millionaire, pass on the message. What, what's a non-wealthy millionaire? All oh, right. Someone you got a, me. Someone in a lot of debt. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Van X Van. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Vandelay and the show at Van X Vancast. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podchaser or iTunes. It's the best way for us to grow at no cost to you. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cavegoblins. I'm Doug Vandelay. See you next time. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.